0: Welcome to Invest in Brazil, your go-to podcast on the ins and outs of capital markets in one of the world's most important developing economies. My name is Gustavo Ribeiro, I am the editor-in-chief and founder of The Brazilian Report, and today I have stepped into Amex CEO Fabio Coelho's shoes for a very special occasion – This is the first episode of the new season of Invest in Brazil, following the 15th anniversary of the Brazilian Association of Capital Market Investors, AMEC. But never fear, Fabio will be joining us later as our special guest to talk more about AMEC's past, present and future. Stay tuned. Fifteen years ago, the Brazilian capital market was a very different place. The Novo Mercado listing segment was in its early days, the number of investors was just a fraction of what we have today, and any talk of environmental, social and governance principles was not even on the radar. Power imbalances were also common in the fund management industry. Back then, the main associations largely represented big banks leaving independent institutional investors feeling that they had no voice of their own. But that's when a group of pioneers decided to turn the tide by creating AMEC. The idea was to set up a truly independent association that would denounce abuses of power, but also promote spaces for debate and advocate alongside regulators by providing them with technical data for important discussions. With time, AMEC began to tip the scales in Brazil by speaking up in situations where minority shareholders had their rights violated, and also contributing to improving the country's regulatory environment. AMEC played a significant self regulatory role in 2016 when it launched the AMEC Code of Stewardship, one of the first in the world to offer guidelines for institutional investors to engage with their investees. That effort paid off and was soon recognized by the market with banks foreign institutional investors and even pension funds becoming AMEC associates and signatories of the code which has now evolved into the brazilian code of stewardship but those were the past 15 years today we're here to cherish this legacy but most importantly to take a look ahead of what to expect for the next 15 years so without further ado let's talk to fabio coelho AMEC's ceo
1: and hear more about it Welcome to Invest in Brazil, Fabio. Thank you for stepping in today, Gustavo. It's really a pleasure to be back and today as a guest. Thank you.
0: It's my pleasure to be here too. So, Fabio, 15 years is a lot of history. What have been the most important moments so far for a Mac?
1: It is impossible to single out just one moment because for me, what makes really the difference in the long run it's the consistent work we have done throughout the years. And the fact we have always uh, remained independent, it's something that we have to highlight as well. Now, if I had to choose some um, uh, special moments, I would say that my predecessor's work to call for change at Petrobras, it was even before operational, Operation car, car Wash, it was something key for improving the company's practice and the market as a whole. And more recently, I think that being vocal in cases like the related party transactions between Go and Smiles and also links to an acquisition really paid off and led to change for the future, generally in in similar cases. That is the most important in my perspective. And we are working to improve the Brazilian market with this collective way of doing not for specific shareholders, for companies A or B. Uh, that's an important role for an association. Thinking about the collectivity. Those were certainly
0: big moments, but as well as acting in crisis, you've also done a lot of work preventing issues at the root. So tell me more about max regulatory approach.
1: This is a very important part of our job here. We usually contribute a lot to public hearings organized by financial regulators, but recently we have pushed this even further. Uh, I would like to highlight our participation in the what we call here Iniciativa do Mercado de Capitais. It's kind of a working group. Held by the Ministry of Economy and our contributions to the to the bill regulating super voting shares in Brazil, it was something that uh, we are very proud of. It our group of experts uh, have studied this model at great length. We asked for international contribution from our par- partners uh, worldwide, and we are able to offer uh, our inputs to lawmakers. And it makes me. Very happy that regulators listened to some of our suggestions. And now the law has plenty, plenty of safeguards in place to kind of counterbalance the forces uh, between controllers and all the other shareholders in these new companies. That's a pretty impressive result. How do you
0: intend on building on that and further your advocacy work from now on?
1: So strengthening our advocacy work is definitely a key concern for the next few years, but it's actually part of a bigger picture. Our plan now is to use our expertise and the intelligence we provide to our stakeholders to become a renowned think tank and corporate governance. With this structure in place, uh, I believe that we will be able to take a more proactive approach and create as much value as possible for our members here.
0: Speaking of which, Amec has developed many fronts of communication lately. Is this part of this strategy you're talking about?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, totally, totally. Uh, We realized that we needed to improve our communication with our stakeholders and that included external ones, such as, such as uh, authorities and the media, but also our internal audience, if I can call it like this. So we realized that we had to study conversation. So we have been batting on several different formats to reach people where they are. So uh, we have our the traditional one, our new le- newsletter, Viewpoint, a Mac. We have a lot of reports to cover more technical topics, if if I can call it like this. And we have also this podcast. And you know what? We have received a great feedback on that. So uh, you can expect more to come.
0: Right. So can you give us a hint on what we should be looking out for?
1: Not yet. Not yet. But make sure to stay tuned with us this year. Uh, I believe you will hear a lot from us in the upcoming months.
0: Of course, but it's amazing that you're managing to do all this in the middle of a
1: pandemic. It it really wasn't easy to put everything together remotely for the the, the most of time, mostly in the beginning. But this wasn't the first crisis we have faced at AMEC. Throughout our history, we have braved, the, for example, the 2008 financial crisis, uh, the recession, the great recession we had here in Brazil in 2015 and 16, and, and, and many others. I mean, the pandemic wasn't like anything. Of course, we have uh, we had experience, but once we did, we were able to carry out some very meaningful projects here. We see more and more investors joining the case discussions that put in play here here at AMEC and even engagement meetings with listed companies that. Uh, usually uh, we like to kind of use this kind of meetings to foster the stewardship culture in Brazil that we believe uh there's, there's more space for development. Uh, but, enough, but at the end of the day, we believe that promoting corporate governance within the ESG agenda will be crucial for the future change in the Brazilian market.
0: I heard you had plans to boost your foothold in ESG too. Can you tell us more about that?
1: Yeah, and we have actually got some news on that front as well. Recently, we have done some important partnerships with service providers and consulting companies regarding the ESG agenda. And this, uh, we believe, will pave the way for more ESG reports and discussions from our side. Also, we have launched... Uh, An ESG Forum, exclusively for executives and investors. And this was in partnership with the Brazilian Association of Listed Companies, Abrasca, and also the B3 Stock Exchange. And the idea came as we realized we were carrying out our efforts on one end, I mean, only on the investor side, while B3 and Abrasca had the, their own own initiatives on their sides, but all of this was isolated in our perspective, and ultimately, investors felt like companies did not provide the info they need to adjust their portfolios. Uh, as, of course, uh, as the premise that information for a strategy of ESG integration is the most important part, but companies were. Also confused regarding what investors actually needed, and this is very a, a very technical debate. And there wasn't much space in other forums uh, in the Brazilian market for those discussions in other S. G. related uh, uh, debates. So we decided to create a a, a safe environment where executives can freely. Exchange their views, experience, and even doubts and fears about ESG with the investors on their side.
0: I mean, sure, sounds like an exciting project. I know it's just getting started, but
1: what's the ultimate goal here? Well, Gustavo, of course, a lot can happen along the way, but our main objective is to support our members. To better understand the ESG and how the topic is evolving between institutional investors worldwide, bringing best practice, and sharing knowledge. And regarding the ESG Forum, uh, we want to collect all the ideas and pain points into a final document and submit this to regulators so we can collectively collectively build an ESG framework in Brazil. I know that it's bold, but it is something that will allow us to create a long-lasting change in the country so that's the way we are going
0: we all hope you do Fabio thanks so much for sharing all this news with us today
1: it was my pleasure Gustavo I am really excited for what the future holds and I can't wait to come back here and tell you much more in terms of good news thank you I really hope you do
0: my name is Gustavo Ribeiro thanks for listening to Invest in Brazil see you next time